Welcome to the Team Building Podcast, where you'll learn how to build a dominant real estate team in your market. Featuring masterminds with team leaders and mega agents, plus in-depth interviews with operations managers and marketing directors of some of the top teams in the country. You'll learn the latest methods to generate and convert leads, streamline your operations, recruit and train better agents, and raise your profit. And now, here's the latest Team Building Podcast. Hey, what's going on, you guys? Super excited to bring you the next episode of the Team Building Podcast, where we interview top team leaders and brokers from across the country to talk about how to scale your real estate business, where you don't have to be necessary, you don't have to be a cog in a wheel day in and day out. We're helping empower agents to stop selling real estate and start focusing on building a successful real estate business. Super excited to have an awesome guest today who outsold Omaha's Elite Real Estate Group last year, has multiple locations across the country, and has a lot of great knowledge to share with us, Rob Ellerman. Let's welcome him to the show. How are you doing, Rob? Good. How are you doing, Jeff? Doing really well. Rob and I talked a little bit before we jumped on. Rob's actually in Kansas City, and we were having a discussion about the temperature today. Uh, we're both experiencing below freezing temperatures. I think I had beat you a little bit. I'm, I think I'm at negative 48 degrees wind chill today. It's the coldest day in like the last 25 years, and I think you guys are experiencing the same, aren't you? That's right. That's right. I'm okay with losing that battle to you, right? You can have <laughs> that's a good weather. one to lose. You can have the right? weather win. And I shouldn't tell our listeners because we host <laughs> events in Omaha and sometimes we do do them the first quarter. It's really nice here most days, you guys. It's not always in the negative 50s. It's insanely cold. Like, I think they say <laughs> if, if it's colder than negative 40, your eyeballs freeze if you go outside. Like, you can literally feel them freezing. <laughs> I wow. haven't tried it. I've been inside all day today. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've heard the, the frostbite will set in in less than five minutes in some of those places. So that's crazy. I believe yeah. it. Well, we'll stay indoors. So anyways, Rob, why don't we start off by sharing with our listeners your numbers from last year and don't ever feel like, you know, you're bragging. Rock Thomas used to always say never apologize for being awesome. So let the listeners know how many agents you have, how many units you did last year, what your volume was, if you know your gross commission, any stats you have to share with the listeners. I think everybody appreciates hearing stats. Sure. Um, so we have about 90 agents on the team. We have five full-time staff members uh, to service those agents. We have four offices locally, um, two offices. We just started kind of an expansion, um, which we'll talk about probably out of, out of our area. Um, we did 338 million in sales this year with over 1,100 transactions. So um, it's so far an uh, interesting point to my real estate careers. I've been in it for 22 years total, 20 with Reese Nichols, my current company. And um, so far, I'm knock on wood, but um, I've had growth every single year uh, for 22 straight years. So uh, that's, that's pretty cool. That's incredible. So 90 plus agents, over 300 million in volume. This is all just last year out of four offices. Now you're at, would you call it six offices, four local, two expansion? Yeah, yeah. Just just started those two. So we don't even have anything, any numbers even ran from those yet. So that's okay. how new we are in that, in that process. Awesome. So for somebody listening who just started a team, they have three agents and they're on listening to this, this guy from Kansas City. In a, in a market where your average sales price is probably low like ours, like we're 220. Where are you guys at? Yeah, 220. 220. Right, right I mean, just a very average price point, average city, Midwestern city that's freezing cold outside. And you built a company <laughs> that does over 300 million in volume. You've been in the business 22 years. You now have six offices. Everybody wants to be like you when they grow up, Rob. 
So what I would love to try to dissect from your business is exactly what you did step by step. And of course, we have a belief system where we think agents that want to grow need to focus on recruiting, retaining by offering value and offering continual training. And I know our listeners would love to hear what additional strategies you implemented to see that type of growth over the last 22 years. So when did you first start a team? And then how did you grow every year? Like most people have a couple years with setbacks, especially in declining markets like what we experienced 10 years ago. Right, right, right. So, um, so right out of college is when I, I got into real estate. Um, I was the kid in college who, you know, looked at the books, the magazines, and I figured the payments and thought, man, if I could buy this house, I could get my buddies to rent the bedrooms and, <laughs> and I could make money and uh, went in and tried to buy a house. And uh, the realtor said, you know, uh, how much money do you have? And I'm like, well, I don't have any money. And, and he's like, how much do you make? And, you know, $5 an hour Burger King, not a lot. <laughs> and so working through college and so found out really quickly that um, I couldn't do that, but that was always my thought process. I want rentals. I want, you know, to do that kind of stuff. So, you know, got into the, the real estate business right out of college and um, well, let's, let's my, date you. What year was that? Yeah. 96. I got my okay. license. So uh, I was yeah, a freshman pretty, in high school, just so everybody knows. Man, how do I look so much younger than you? <laughs> oh, there it is. You're there, uh, dude. I'm straight uh, bald. Oh, there it is. Yeah, I'm, I'm losing it. So, but, uh, but yeah, so I worked, uh, you know, I worked by myself. And I remember thinking, I don't want a team. I don't want to work with listings. And I don't want new construction. That was my thought process. Um, and uh, now it's, you know, exactly the opposite, obviously. Right. But I, I worked and, and each year I know I did. I, so I look at teams now and I know your team like went through the roof quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't have that. I don't know if it was less information back then. There wasn't a ton of teams. You really didn't know how to, how to structure that stuff. And um, so I worked by myself, did, you know, 2.1, 2.4, 3.7, 4.8, you know, just slowly by myself as an individual agent, I got to about 10 and a half million, which was several transactions here. And, and I saw things start to fall through the cracks. You know, you'd call a buyer and they said, well, I bought a house last week. And you thought, "Uh uh-oh, you know, what happened there? I never yep. lose anybody. So that's, that's um, what we like to call the point of diminishing returns. And for more, most agents, it's at like the 50 to 60 unit mark, which for you happened to be 10 million. Some people it's at 20 million, but right. I think 50, 60 right. units, one guy, one gal, that, that starts to get kind of challenging to juggle that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and so I, I hired my first agent um, as a buyer's agent, looking back, you know, the, obviously the paperwork, assistant's probably the first hire that you know you should do but um but i I hired a buyer's agent and she's still with me today something i'm proud of my first four hires are still with me today so our retention is amazing what uh, year was that rob um i think that was 2003 or four maybe okay so so about 12 14 about 14 years ago started your team yep yep so so we started and um Interesting, you know, she was just handling some leftover leads for me. Um, and we only went from 10 and a half to like 11 and a half the next year. So we grew, but we didn't grow a lot. And then we added a paperwork assistant and we went to 16 and a half million the next year. So took some off our plate. I was going to ask you, um, so for those listening, you talked about just now adding the admin role and you jumped 4 million with the um, addition of a full-time administrative assistant working the paperwork, dotting eyes, crossing T's. Why did that generate more revenue to your business in your opinion? Well, it just frees up your time, obviously. So, I mean, it, you know, for me, I, I'm, I was good with people, you know, and, and my agents used to say, I go show 50 houses to get a contract and Rob, you go show three and get a contract. 
And so that was just always something that um, I was good at. And I think that was just gaining rapport. Yeah. You know, when, when, when you gain that trust with somebody and, and they walk in a house and you look at them and say, I'm not letting you buy this house because it's a bad investment. It's, you know, not the right fit for your family, whatever. Yep. Then when you walk into a house and say, this is the one they believe, you know, because you're honest and telling the truth. Yep. So, um, so it, that was just my, uh, you know, my ammo is just being really good with those people. And so I think that's what, that's what really helped us grow. And then I could hand that paperwork off yep. and, all right, so not, you're, not you're already tracking my business plan. If anyone wants to see the step-by-step progression that took my team from 70 to 700 deals in six years, go to jeffsbusinessplan.com or eliterealestatesystems.com. My business plan will pop up, but you'll see on there, Rob, hire four to five buyer's agents, hire a transaction coordinator. What's the next step? Right, right. So, um, so what happened with us is um, we, we added a couple more buyers agents um, that wanted to come work for us. They started seeing us do some good things. And so we added them. Um, I would do the training myself. Um, it was just a small team. And, and I remember actually our team came in one day and said, hey, I started getting grander visions of what it could become. And I remember they came in one day and said, you know, we want to just stay us five. Mm. We, we don't we don't want to grow any bigger we like it like it is and, and I said well you know I appreciate that but you know mm. I want to tell you what's in my mind and, yeah. and and so real good conversation like hey that's okay I understood where they were coming from but I wanted to make sure they understood that the, the bigger we grew the more I was going to take care of them there too. you go Let, let's address where they're coming from because I think a lot of agents listening right now can identify I certainly can identify when you're the family of five you don't want to add more stepbrothers and sisters when you're a family of 10 no one wants to add when you're the family of 20 no one wants to add but if they can see that by adding it brings more value to their business it gives you the ability to buy better tools better offices better moving trucks etc then you can Everything. sell it where you can't sell it is if you just keep the difference of the profit by every additional added agent and they're not seeing more leads coming in or other tools and systems coming in right, because right. of the additional agents, then you're going to have some problems on your hands. I always tell people, you know, what happens when a CBS builds on one corner? What goes up on the other corner? Love a, it. a Walgreens. Yep. Right? The same, the same business model goes up right across the street. Why is that? Because all leads coming to one central location rises, you know, Right, yep. everybody up. So um, similar, similar in real estate. I mean, more people coming into the team, more leads coming in in general is going to help everybody sure. overall. So um, let me and go then, back. To and your, then I let me go back to your comment sorry. on the training piece because we kind of went over that quickly. A lot of team leaders don't want to take the time to train their teams. Um, their time's usually spent as the rainmaker, going out on appointments, juggling all the other business components. To think about having to have a systematized training process, I think, is a little overwhelming for a lot of agents and team leaders. How did you go about the trainings? How did you choose the topics, and how often would you do them? Would you require your agents to attend? What did that look like? Right, right. So that's where um, I, I'm not. I'm not going to sit here and say I had a great training program back then. You know, it was it was fly by the seat of my pants it was you know trying to get together when we could we'd have team meetings um but um i've always i've always ran the team not on a corporate type structure um you know if they miss a meeting they don't get fired for it if they miss uh an event they don't get fired for it um they run their business under the umbrella of the rob element team and so in my opinion um and and i and i i've got agents um you know, a great group here in Kansas City runs it completely different than that, and um, they do a great job. But for me, if I've got an agent that is a stay-at-home mom and wants to sell 10 deals a year, 15 deals a year, that's where she's at in her life. Mm. And I'm not going to force her to sell 50 deals when she can sell 15. We have the exact so same I mindset. I agree 100% okay. with that mindset. 
Okay. Yeah. And, and like I said, it's, um, there's a million right ways to do it. That's just the way sure. we, that's just the way we do it. But, sure. um, so back then as we grew the, really the first thing that came about was, um, I found out from a guy I played basketball with, I was a big sports guy. So I played basketball and football all over and, and, um, he, his dad was starting a subdivision new construction subdivision and I was wanting to interview for that and I was trying to figure out how I was going to make that work so here in town um, usually we have exclusive neighborhoods where you get the entire neighborhood and then if there's four or five builders in that neighborhood you represent all of those builders for that neighborhood mm -hmm. um, I know I think in your area it's a little bit different I've been up to I know, I know Des Moines a little bit different up yeah, there but yeah yeah, they kind of separated. But so so if you could get the exclusive subdivision, you get every sale that's in that subdivision. Mm -hmm. um, so I went out to interview for that. And I remember thinking what happens to everybody in Kansas City is when they get a new home subdivision, they focus so much on it that the resale business goes away. Mm -hmm. And what I said was, I'm going to train two of my agents to sit on that subdivision. And then I'm going to continue that resale business. And, in, in, you know, it's not a siloed company, but a separate division. Right. Um, and and I had agents tell me right away that that's never going to work. Your resale business can go down the drain. If they want you to sit there, they want you to sit there and, and it wouldn't work. So mm. we ended up getting that, trained two agents on site to do that. And uh, and that started our new construction piece of the business. Um, so from there, um, kind of what happened was we ran that for a little bit and then the recession, mm -hmm. the recession hit. Okay. Um, if you ask me what's the best thing that ever happened in my career is probably the recession. Wow. Um, and that sounds, sounds odd, but what happened here was the office was buzzing with save your money. Don't advertise. Um, it's getting bad. It's going to be bad for a few years, you know, just cycle everything away and don't be out there spending money. Mm -hmm. So I remember back then in college when I learned what Warren Buffett said, and it was something to the effect of when everybody else is greedy, you pull back. When everybody else is pulled back, you'd be greedy, right? So I'm like, okay. So I called every print magazine, and a 2,000 cover cost 200 bucks, right? Because right. they were just giving it away. Yep. So I made year and two year long deals with these magazines to be on back covers, front covers, and all that. And we went from like 75 deals over about a three year period to 375 deals. Wow. Um, because what was happening was everybody that had to sell a house was like, well, this is the only guy advertising. So we this got is, tons this of is, calls This on advice that. couldn't come at a better time because I think everybody knows we've had some really good years in the last three to four years. I mean, in the last right. six or seven years, um, we're starting to feel softened market. I won't say it's going to go to a buyer's market or anything like that, but it definitely is not the seller's market we saw 12 months ago. And so I think this is great advice that when times get tough, the, you know, the tough need to get tougher and get out there and spend the money on the marketing, spend more time on the phones, do more than everybody else is doing and the, the business will come to you. I had the exact same experience in the recession from 2008 to 2013 and agents were like, how are, how are they continuing to grow and having all of this success? Well, we continued to work. Instead of making excuses right. about the economy being bad, we just got out there and did everything that nobody else was doing. So that's awesome that you guys right. did. Right. Back then I remember thinking, people are starting to realize the benefit of having a really good real estate agent. Mm -hmm. the marketing and, and having somebody that knows, you know, the, the business knows how to negotiate and all the things that come along with it. And we're back to that doesn't matter right now. Yep. You know, I'll just Uncle put it on the market myself, put it up sign in the yeah, arm. Yeah, Uncle Joe, <laughs> Uncle Joe. Something and, you know, he's, uh, he sells a couple houses a year on list with him and they put an MLS and it sells and it's all good. So, sure. 
Um, so part of me, you know, when people talk about, do you think we're going to have this dip again? Is it going to be as big as, you know, I have absolutely no worry about it because yep. the, the people who do a really good job are actually probably going to do better. Nope. I totally um, agree. And that yeah. And that doesn't mean that maybe, you know, maybe at some time my growth doesn't keep going because when you start getting up in the 300 million range, like it's hard to continually grow from there and not have a little bit of a setback maybe on a dip, but, um, but it's not going to be something that like, you know, takes us under. Yep. <laughs> so well, that, what I tell everyone is find that point that makes you happy that you feel like you're fulfilled in people will say to me, you know, Jeff, what motivated you to keep going and keep going, keep going. I mean, that's my own motivation. It's my own desires, my own goals. If somebody's listening to this and they're doing a hundred deals a year and that's for them 40 million and you feel good with that business, I would suggest stay at that volume level, but figure out more and more ways for you to step out of the day-to-day -day grind, leverage all the positions so you can go spend your time in Africa or Maui or wherever you like to travel and have the option of working when you want to work and then live a leisurely life when you choose to live leisurely. Too often, we continue to give ourselves responsibilities and I think we go too long just constantly wanting to juggle, juggle, juggle and our life passes us by. So I really enjoy the mindset of paying it forward, getting to a position where you're not grinding and you can actually just pay it forward and help the people within the organization. Real quick, Rob, right. before we continue, we have about 15 more minutes. I wanna make an invite. We have a very special event coming up. You mentioned Warren Buffett. Um, we're both Rob and I are at a company owned by Warren Buffett. Uh, Berkshire Hathaway Home Services owns, I believe, Reese and Nichols and they own our office. They just right. crashed our office and it's corporately owned now. And with that, every year, there's an annual Berkshire Hathaway shareholders meeting. And this is for everybody that invests in the Berkshire stock, who've people over the years in Omaha, especially lots of people have made a lot of money, obviously with Berkshire Hathaway. And we are hosting a special event where every month we have people come in for our team building workshop, but we're going to host our workshop on a Friday and then bring everyone the next day to the annual Berkshire Hathaway shareholders meeting. So for you coming on today as a guest, I'm gonna invite you for free to attend this. Um, for anyone else listening, it's $1,497. So $1,497. You'd come in on May 2nd. It's a Thursday. Um, we'd have our workshop all day on Friday. It would run from 8.30 a.m. to 5.30 p.m. And then we'd have an event Friday night. And then Saturday morning, we'll rent a VIP limo, limo bus to take everybody down to the convention center. And you will see Warren Buffett, Charlie Munger, Bill Gates, all the top guys in the financial world will be there. They speak at the event and then we'll have a fun little activity planned for the afternoon. So it's a two day event. Um, anybody listening, it's a no brainer, 1497. You get our workshop, which is normally $3,000, but you get that second special day, which is the annual Berkshire Hathaway shareholder meeting. So again, that's May 2nd through May 4th, mark your calendars. If you want to get signed up for that, you can go out to our website, EliteRealEstateSystems.com, click on events and you will see that event on the dropdown. Have you been to one of those yet, Rob? I have not been to one of those yet. That sounds great. Yeah. So if you want to check that out, we'd love to host you here in Omaha and we'll get you a ticket to the event. I've had a few people. We already have about 15 people signed up. We're going to try to get 30 and stop it at 30. So time is of the essence. Oh, nice. if you're listening to this and this podcast just got released. Um, and, when, when, and when is dinner with Warren? Is that May You know, 4th? I'm still working that. I've sent him about 73 <laughs> letters. He hasn't responded, but I'm working on that. Right, right. That would be pretty amazing. I hear it's, you can actually set up a dinner with him for a million dollars. So if we get enough no. people signed up, we'd be able to do that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, a lot of people ask me if they have to buy a share of stock to get to go. Um, because to get tickets, you do have to own either A or B. You do not need to buy stock. I will get tickets for everyone. I own enough shares of B. Uh, the Bs, I think, are like 1500 bucks. A's are like a couple hundred thousand. So I'm trying to right, work on right, A's. Yeah. 
but I've got the B, so I'll get everybody into the event. Um, we've done this a couple years in a row and it's, it's an awesome opportunity. So anybody listening, come out to the workshop, go meet Warren Buffett. He's very old. He's not going to be around a lot longer. He is the Oracle of Omaha. I'm trying to take over his title, but I'm not there yet. He is the actual Oracle of Omaha and um, everybody's heard of Warren Buffett. You'll get to see him in, life, in real life, face to face in an auditorium of about 50,000 people. Very cool. So let's, let's uh, shift gears for a second. So we've, we've talked a lot about, you know, what got you guys to where you are now. Um, a lot of agents that are having a lot of success and generating a lot of income oftentimes struggle knowing where that income should go. And I know before we jumped on live, we talked a little bit about some of our investment strategies and successes that we've experienced. Um, I would love for you to share with the audience kind of the strategy you and your wife have deployed in and around the Kansas City area to both pick up rentals, apartment complexes, flips, and what that looks like. Yeah, sure. <clears throat> so initially, that's um, what I wanted to get into the business for. That was my thought process was I wanted to have rentals and things. And uh, one of my first closings, maybe my first closing ever, I saw this uh, lady, this is in the 90s, and she had the big hair and mm -hmm. she had all the jewelry and everything. And we were at a title company and, and she said, I own 187 rentals. And I said, Oh, man, that's, I want to talk to you. Like, that's what I want to do. And she goes, it is the biggest pain in the ass you'll ever have in your entire life. And I just kind of deflated for a second, like, wow, that stinks. And she goes, but if you want to be super wealthy, do it. <laughs> and so right away, she made me realize like, she's right. It's a pain at times, but mm -hmm. over the long haul, it's, it's really, really good to invest. So, um, so now we, you know, we have a few rentals. We don't have a ton of maybe uh, single family wise, we may have 25 or 30, something like that. Um, then we are building a, uh, about a $35 million apartment complex in our city here, 243 units, wow. uh, it'll be brand new. It'd be awesome. So I'm the um, second largest investor in that, in that project. Um, got 150 up in the Northland here. Um, we just flipped one in about 45 days, a 62 unit, um, profit about, 800,000 on that one just in a 45 day period. So you're, you're flipping, you'd uh, mentioned off air, you're flipping apartment complexes, right? Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. So we're looking at that. Um, then we, you know, the 1031, if you don't know about the 1031 for wealth building, it's, it's amazing. You can take that profit, roll it right into the next project, put all that money down, not to pay taxes on it. Eventually leave it to your kids, you know, tax free, hopefully. So, um, so real, really cool stuff. Um, we also flip a few houses, 10 to 15 homes a year, and my wife runs that. So she designs and, and works with the contractors to do that that stuff and gives her something really cool to do. Um, you know, a small side company that, you know, makes, I mean, in the big scheme of things, makes pretty good income on that, but it's just a smaller, smaller company. So that's awesome. I know I talk a lot about putting your, ourselves in a position of leadership where we can essentially treat our teams or our brokerages like a residual income that would come off of a rental. Um, so often agents continue to be a cog in the wheel and I feel like they can't get away from having to be tied to something. The beauty behind the rental, even though the, the woman that you had talked about complained about the hundreds of, of properties because of all the headaches and things that come up and we've experienced right, right, the same. Right. We have 50 doors right now and experienced the same thing, even though we don't manage them. We have a property management company, but they still have to reach out to us to make decisions and things. But right, even right. with all of that, no matter what you own, you're going to have people reaching out and you can assign someone to make that their responsibility. But the residual piece is the key. And this is the same rule that applies when you own a piece of stock. While you're sleeping, it's gain, hopefully it's gaining um, 
it's gaining traction. It's increasing in value. And with a rental, it's continuing to increase in value. It's appreciating while someone else is paying off the debt that you have, which you should right. carry debt on the rental. And so that's the beauty of it. So over 20 years, if you're on a 20 year note, someone else pays it off. You continue to cash flow through month to month. And now you have an asset that's 100% paid off. You mentioned your numbers just on 100 houses. If you look at 100 houses and they're all worth $100,000, I think that's 10 million. Um, in 20 years, right. you have a $10 million asset, even though now it's probably doubled in value. So you're sitting on 20 million with 100 houses. Right. So, you know, do right. the math on that. 10 right. houses, you, you know, you want to be a millionaire, just buy five or 10 houses and get them paid off in the next 10 years. And you're a millionaire. Right, 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 right. And, you know, we haven't even delved into depreciation. I mean, there, you know, the tax write-off and the depreciation oh, yeah. of somebody else, uh, you know, paying for that's just, it, it's amazing. I mean, there's, you know, I always look at that Forbes 400 magazine when it comes out and, and I always just pay attention to how many self-made millionaires or billionaires are in it and oh. how many of those come from real estate. So many. You know, uh, amazing. Yeah. So. Well, I have, uh, I can't, I'm going to give everyone a teaser Elite Real Estate Systems is actually partnering with a gentleman that I'm very good friends with who is an expert at flipping and buying investment property. And we're going to be able to get you guys a little bit of a discount to get into his coaching program if anyone's listening and knows that they want to move forward with the same strategy that Rob's implementing and that I've also been implementing through my investment company here in Omaha. So stay tuned. Some future podcasts will be able to announce the partnership. It's coming down the pipeline probably in the next month or so, but we're going to try to um, help anyone that's in our network that's wanting to learn more about investing in real estate. Instead of us trying to take that on, in addition to teaching people how to scale teams, we thought we should hand that over to an expert that has the time and the resources to take everybody down that road. So, Rob, this has been a great interview. I think you and I could go for 10 hours, so we definitely would love to have you back on. Uh, for all the listeners sure. that want to just kind of reach out and thank you for your time today, what's the best way for someone to get a hold of you and or if they have referrals for you or want you to partner with them on a thousand unit apartment complex? Yeah, absolutely. Um, just Rob at ReeseNichols.com. Rob at Reese so, Nichols. Reese Nichols is R-E-E-C-E-N-I-C-H-O-L-S. Reese Nichols, that's it. Perfect. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. Awesome, Rob. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Appreciate you coming on today. This has been awesome. Hopefully, those listeners out there have gotten a few gems that they can implement into their business. And until next time, thank you. Yeah.